Welcome to the Kara's Kara's Digital Show, where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundlin. This episode is sponsored by the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services. There is certainly a teen mental health crisis that seems to be getting even more dire. Though there are many factors, including the pandemic, of course, there is one thing that we could work on right now that really could make a huge difference. Dr. Laura Saunders is here now to explain. She's a child psychologist at the Institute of Living in Hartford. Welcome, doctor. Thank you for having me, Kara. You know, I know you're a mom of teens, of a teen as I am, and um, actually a couple teens you got in your household. But wondering, you know, people are, are worried about this because we're, we're hearing all these terrible statistics of kids having suicide plans, of kids suffering from anxiety, depression. It's going through the roof. But you say there is one thing that maybe we have a little control over. So I read this great opinion piece in the Washington Post, and it really talked about, like, the major culprit behind the teen mental health crisis. And, you know, we've talked before about social media and, you know, there's a lot of research studies on social media and how social media can be um, precarious for teens and their mental health, especially uh, individuals that feel more vulnerable. But actually the, the issue that is most affected by high social media use is the same thing that's, that's behind, you know, a key factor in the mental health crisis for teens is S-L-E-E-P, sleep. There is a lot of concern about how much sleep our young people get. We think that, uh, that no group of adolescents has ever been as sleep deprived as the modern adolescent. Um, so one in two high school students say they felt per- persistent sadness and hopelessness about one out of five teens report having suicidal thoughts. So we know that there's young people struggling with serious symptoms. Um, and, you know, better sleep is not a, a panacea, but sleep is an easy way to address a major symptom that's a part of almost every disorder. You know, sleep disruption is part of most any disorder. Um, affecting sleep in a positive way is a really good way to help with a core symptom that can affect your ability to think, your ability to problem solve, and your energy. Yeah, and all of that, as you said, you said uh, poor sleep could be a factor in basically every psychiatric disorder. So the big question is how much uh, the study found that kids are only getting six and a half hours of sleep on average, and they're the most sleep-deprived adolescents we've had. So what do we do about that? Right. So, you know, we go after the low hanging fruit. We're not going to, you know, you know, there's been lots of talk on and on, you know, changing the school day for adolescents. And, 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 you know, there's boards of, you know, boards of education have reviewed it for all these reasons. It's just not happening. So we have to go after the things that we as, as parents and as a household do have at least a smidge of control over, um, because we know that like one in five teens sleep less than five hours a night. That is not enough sleep to be able to function and problem solve and, and learn and do all the things. And even as we're coming into the, the stretch of the school year where things are winding down or there's exams and this, you know, schedules are lightening up a little bit. Um, and I hope, although it is hard, you know, not to just let teens sleep ad nauseum all summer long. Um, so 
what we can do is first start off by assessing as a parent or having your teen just keep a little bit of like a sleep journal. And it's not to cause judgment, but, you know, time you turned off the light, time, you know, time you think you fell asleep. And, and a lot of times, you know, kids have watches or Fitbits or other things that, that help with that. But just to keep a little bit of a sleep journal and get a sense of what kind of a sleep pattern they do have, um, because that really can be very helpful to know what sort of changes that you can start to make. Right. And with teens, it gets a little harder, right? Because they might be staying up in their room longer. They might be doing homework. You hope they're not on online. And, and sometimes we have ways of controlling that. But what should we do as parents? Because they're not as little as they used to be. Right. And, and I think it's, it's a, you know, it's a frank discussion about, look, you're irritable in the morning. You're very hard to, you know, to get up and out to school. You're tired right when you come home. Clearly, sleep is negatively affecting you. It makes you more anxious. It makes you, you know, more kind of depressed or withdrawn. So, so let's, in a non-judgmental way, let's figure out how much sleep you're actually getting. I want to do a sleep log for a week. Non-judgmental, right? I'm not going to, like, start criticizing you. You didn't go to bed till 2 in the morning, right? We're not throwing that part in. We just need to get a good assessment. Because if we make some small changes... Even one small change, going to bed 15 minutes earlier, you know, uh, turning the light off 15 minutes earlier. For some people, it might be they need a little melatonin. Melatonin is a natural hormone in the body. They need a little melatonin to help bring the onset of sleep because that's all that melatonin really does. And melatonin is over the counter. Um, So is what small changes can we make to your routine and let's look at how it actually helps you. You know, turning a light off 15 minutes earlier, shutting your phone down 15 to 30 minutes earlier. You know, I'm not saying, you know, send teens to bed at 8 p.m. because that's not going to happen. But let's get some buy-in for small changes and then give them the feedback. Wow, you seemed a little less tired in the morning. You seemed a little more energetic during the day because that's really what sleep does is it affects mood and energy. And we're seeing, especially with uh, teens right now, that their moods, uh, a lot of them are, are really struggling. And we've talked a lot about the pandemic. Maybe that made sleep worse. I know during the pandemic, they got to sleep in a little bit more because school is online. They didn't have to get up. But back to the real world now. What about naps? I know sometimes my daughter will come home and she's really tired. And if there's something after school, she'll take a nap. And I'll say, gosh, okay, but I don't want it affecting your sleep at night. And if they want to come home and crash, does that mean that they're not getting enough? Right. So... Um, So let's define what a nap is. A nap is not three hours when you get home from school. That is called sleep. That is not a nap. You know, a nap, and I'm not a sleep disorder expert, but, you know, a nap is less than an hour. So unless you're like coming home crashing and setting your alarm so you're going to sleep less than an hour, that can kind of hopefully rejuvenate you, although sometimes it actually makes people more tired. But um, Sleeping for three hours at the end of the day. Listen, I've talked to many moms, parents who said, yeah, my teens, you know, my teen who's a lot of these kids, you know, they're very good students and they're very studious. You know, they come home from school, they sleep for three or four hours. They get up at 10 o'clock, they eat something. They're up for three or four hours. They fall asleep. They get a few hours of sleep before school. And so it's very truncated sleep patterns, which is absolutely not indicative of good sleep 
and it's not indicative of feeling energized the next day. Truncated sleep is really bad for us. We are diurnal beings. We need to be awake during the day and asleep at night. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, obviously as adults, we deal with this too. Some of us work crazy shifts and, and, and we know it affects us. But I guess what you're saying is that uh, with the younger ones, there we can set bedtimes, we can do all that. With teens, when you're trying to get them to do, or maybe you've got college students also, um, this is about making them aware of the connection between, gosh, if I sleep more, I feel better. Yeah, and, 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 and so, you know, I look, I work with teens and young adults all the time. They say, well, you know, I went to bed at three o'clock and then I get up at, at 10. I said, while that might seem like seven hours of sleep, I'm telling you that your body needs to be asleep earlier in order for the quality of the sleep to be better. There's all, there's all this research out there on individuals that work third shift, like that are, you know, work from 11P to 7A. And it talks about all the health problems that they have and, and shortened lifespan. And, you know, we need people to work third shift. So I'm certainly not putting them down. We appreciate their efforts, but there is a lot of research out there about how being awake at night really negatively affects our health and our well-being. And what I really don't want is for teens to get into the habit once school's out of sleeping all day and being up all night. Mm. It is really so disruptive to their kind of internal rhythms. Well, and I think all of us parents know when the parents are, oh, you don't want me to have a sleepover. You're so mean. You're so strict. And it's like those of us who dread sleepovers, it's not that, that we don't want our friends to have a sleepover. So they don't sleep and then they're ruined the next day and they're crabby and they're miserable and we all have to deal with it. So there is a direct um, correlation. And I know kids a lot of times will say, I just want to sleep in in the morning. Should we be waking them up or let them sleep till 11 or 12 because, oh, they're making it up? So... First of all, I always say a sleepover is an oxymoron because really no sleep ever happens at a sleepover. Exactly. So, That's you know, yes, as a treat, once in a while you sort of prepare, you know, okay, my, my kid, my child's going to have a sleepover. They're going to be at someone else's house, going to have a few friends at our house. Um, but you just know that they're going to be a wreck the next day, right? So if you do it every once in a great while, it's a fun thing, but it can't be done on a regular basis because it wrecks sleep. So, and again, I'm not a sleep disorder expert, but in my, you know, kind of general child psych, what we know is that there is, it's sort of a falsehood about, you know, sleep debt, meaning like, oh, I didn't get enough sleep all week, but I'll sleep, you know, 14 hours each day on the weekend. That is actually not really good for you either, um, because it really sent your, our bodies crave routine and structure. They mm. crave it. Um, so now, I'm also not saying we have to get kids up, you know, at 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning all summer long. We can relax the schedule to give a sense of flexibility. However, what I don't want parents to allow their teens to get in the habit of is the sleeping all day up all night. So if they sleep in an hour or two later in the summer, that's okay. But I also don't want them going to bed at three in the morning and then sleeping till noon. That's their nine hours. It's just not as good quality of sleep because, you know, even if you have a dark room, it's still light out. Um, and our bodies know, um, you know, the sun is setting, it's time to kind of wind ourselves down. Um, so whatever we can do as parents, and I'm acknowledging it's very hard. Yeah, it is very hard, <laughs> but pick one small thing 
you know, focus on, you know, getting to bed a half hour earlier, not three hours early, but a half hour earlier and trying to be up before, you know, nine o'clock in the morning or, you know, especially when it gets into summer. Um, so you mentioned so trying some of routine. Yeah, no, that makes sense. We don't want the summer slide completely. And um, so you mentioned um, the issue of melatonin. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I wondered if, you know, I, I know as adults, sometimes we need to take it, especially uh, when we've been having a lot of adults been having sleep issues. Um, I guess we'll talk to the pediatricians, but in your practice, lots of teens and adults, teens and college students take it and that's okay. Yeah. So, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not a prescribing physician, um, but it is an over-the-counter medication. You should always check with your primary care doc. Um, but melatonin is a naturally occurring hormone in the body. And all melatonin does is help with the onset of sleep. It doesn't help if someone has like what we call early morning awakening, like they just wake up at four o'clock and they can't go back to sleep. Right. Um, it really helps more with difficulty falling asleep. Um, and you always try to use the lowest dose possible, like with any medication, but definitely check with your pediatrician or primary care doc um, to make sure it's okay, especially if it might interact with other meds. But it is an over-the-counter medication. A lot of times parents do use it. Um, it you know, they can use it for their teens. They can use it on themselves. Um, if your teens are not getting enough sleep, at least you need to get better sleep. Right. Well, the other thing is uh, you mentioned helping sleep, rolling it back, shutting off the phones. I mean, there is something called screen time. I know they try to hack it, but I use that in my house. So, you know, if you if you own the phones, you can kind of control that a little bit um, for people listening. There's also the issue of what they're eating or drinking um, before bed. And so if they're having you might not be thinking, oh, gosh, I can't I can't fight every battle. But if they're having more and more kids seem to be drinking coffee earlier or they're getting those Starbucks drinks or they're having. Um, Celsius is the big new thing that they're drinking at sports practices to give them energy, which they say is all natural. But any kind of caffeine after the late afternoon could really be disrupting their sleep. So, again, if we're going to go after the low hanging fruit, right, you know, sleep and, and decent nutrition are two ways to affect mood and energy. Caffeine use after like four or five o'clock absolutely has a negative effect on sleep. And Every teen I've ever, every teen and young adult I've ever talked to says, no, it doesn't affect me. It does. It does. <laughs> it affects everyone. It is, it is, it is a, you know, I don't want to say medication, but it is a substance that we know is a stimulant. Yeah. So trying to limit caffeine use after like whatever you can do four or five o'clock. Um, and you know, a, a couple large glasses of Mountain Dew at eight o'clock is absolutely going to have a negative effect on your sleep or a large latte, you know, from, from Duncan in the evening is going to have a negative effect on your sleep. Yeah. These are all good tips and I wish parents lots of luck. <laughs> We're all in the same boat, but at least it gives us something that we can educate and control. Cause I know so many teens are struggling and they're feeling super overwhelmed and maybe this is something they'll realize, well, okay, I can, I, I it's a good way to teach about self care too. So I appreciate you giving us the facts. It's not easy, but if you can make one minor change, it might make things a little bit better. All right. And just to wrap up, most kids are getting about six and a half hours. According to the study, you want them getting at least nine. Eight to nine at least. Yep. All right. Dr. Laura Saunders, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Kara.
And you can find more content on the cutting edge of wellness on Kara's Cures. You can watch on WFSB Plus. Go back and look at other episodes uh, to uh, learn some more information to help you with your wellness. You can also follow me on social media at Kara Sundlin. I like to share this content there. Have a great day, everyone. Be well.